0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you today, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation today, talking all things fantasy on the program. Uh, we are very fortunate today as uh, we are going to be talking some fantasy hockey. People have been asking for it. We're kind of ramping up there as the season gets going. Uh, Nick Alberga will join us, host of Leafs Morning Take, also a part of the Nation Network, daily face-off fantasy, co-host of the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. He'll join us in about 20 minutes' time here on the program so if you've got any questions for nick make sure you send those in right away you can also get us through the old email connor at sports 1440.ca brandon at sports 1440.ca and then on the old social media we'll talk about twitter or x it is at fantasy frenzy am at sports 1440 at connor halley and at b underscore a underscore d 1727 thank you for tuning in today uh, lots to get to here uh, we've got some questions coming in already relating to hockey. So, Brandon, I assumed you guys had mentioned on the program that we'd be touching on hockey on the, the show today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to Nick, and hopefully we'll get uh, a lot of questions answered. As uh, Like we said yesterday, a lot of drafts are getting scheduled here for probably, if not this weekend, into the early part of next week. Uh, NHL season underway sooner than you will know it. It'll kind of sneak up on us. I know we all tolerate preseason hockey. Uh, Oilers look like they're going to have a pretty full lineup tonight, which should be entertaining for all our, our local fans here in the Capital Region. But uh, yeah, Nick will have some great insight about who to draft, who to steer clear from, maybe some uh, injury questions. I, we already got one text in asking about Zach Wierenski uh, and lots more from from Nick. So I'm looking forward to having him on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I looked into that one just very quickly here. Wierenski uh, had the injury last year. I think it was last November and he he started off. I mean, we know he's a very... Highly touted offensive player, uh, missed the remainder of this season. I'm just scrolling back through history here, and it does, going back to end of July, he was skating on the ice after the shoulder injury, and that was Aaron Port's line. Uh, So I I think he'd probably be someone you look at, but we'll dive into that one a little bit more here uh, as the show gets going. If healthy, I mean, the question would become, where do you select him? And that's one of the things I want to ask Nick when we get him on the program. I mean, obviously, the first couple rounds are easy. You're going for those those forwards, those guys who put up points and, and and that sort of thing. But then when do you get into the blue line? When do you look at goalies? Uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. I think NHL Fantasy had their draft yesterday. And his team, only Franz Nielsen, great team name, by the way. Uh, we'll ask him how he did. And what, what is the general strategy going into that? Uh, also, We'll talk some NFL as week four about to get going. Uh, we had the round table yesterday with Declan Krueger and Gavin Turnick. If you missed that, you can always check out the podcast. They give you some great waiver wire selections. Uh, I landed Quinton Johnston. Someone else in my league grabbed Josh Palmer. We'll see who made the right call on that one as things get going. Uh, but as week five gets going, it starts off with a Thursday nighter. Oh, is it week four? It's only week four, isn't it? What I, did you say? Well, I said week five. Oh, Connor, you're I'm, robbing us. I'm you. jumping ahead. We only
1: get so many weeks, and you're trying to take one away I'm from sk- us already? I'm
0: skipping ahead. I was like, this week five matchup isn't good for Thursday night, and then I thought, oh, yeah, that that was the wrong one. Lions-Packers, that's a 6.15 start tomorrow. Uh, Brandon, you'll be at the Canadian Brew House for that one. Which yes. location tomorrow?
1: Lewis Estates, I believe, you informed me yesterday. Uh, I've yet to confirm that you might be leading me on a wild goose chase, but... Um, you've never done that before so i have no reason to think so so it sounds like lewis estates Brewhouse house tomorrow will be where i'm at to check out the game give away some uh, entries to hopefully win tickets to the super bowl home opener next year lots of great stuff and uh, if you're in the neighborhood swing by say hello and uh, might even be a, a cold pop on it uh,
0: or in it for you on me yes it is lewis estates i would not lie to you september 28th i've got the correct day down um I mean, for the Packers, there's lots of fantasy options. For the Lions, there's certainly lots of fantasy options. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, on the program, uh, should let you know, if you do miss anything, we are available on the old podcast. Of course, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get them from. If you missed Paul Bissonette earlier on in the station today, I think you should go back. He kept the swearing to a minimum. No complaints, so that's always good, and uh, brought some great content in Coats I mean, Brandon, you didn't grow up in Edmonton, so he might not have as much uh, cachet with you. But what a guy, hey?
1: Oh, and like uh, Kevin said when we had him on, like there, I don't think there's a person in the Edmonton and surrounding area, probably very large surrounding area, that knows more about, uh, about baseball than Al Coates. Long-time play-by-play guy. Even had a stint as a GM uh, as well, <laughs> um, albeit a brief one. He just knows ball uh adapting to kind of the new version of the game but he said this in the in when he was on this morning like a lot of things can change the music the the swagger of the players but at the end of the day baseball still baseball and uh so no matter how old you get when you have as much experience as al you know the game inside and out
0: oh absolutely i definitely want to go check that one out on the podcast uh also if you're just driving around the city you stumbled upon us uh there's lots of ways you can tune in also iHeartRadio radio app is fantastic There's also the Stingray app. You can go to our website, sports1440.ca, and listen online. Uh, That's where you're going to get the clearest quality, so make sure you check those ones out as well. And then if you are watching the Jason Greger Show at 2 o'clock, we've also got it up on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel and on Facebook. So plenty of ways to get your uh, Sports 1440 fix. So let's jump into the inbox here. We'll start off with uh, St. Albert Kevin. He says, would you pick up the Packers defense for this week? That's going up against the Detroit Lions. Personally, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I know the, the offense didn't look outstanding against Atlanta, but I, I stand by what I said. That's just a boring game. Like, that that just had a, the underwritten all over it. It's not an exciting matchup. The Falcons are going to be boring, run the ball nonstop and drain the clock and just get through it in as fast as they possibly can. I think the Packers, it's going to be an offensive shootout. I think we're going to see points put up. I think the Packers like to move the ball downfield. Obviously, LeFleur, that's kind of his MO. That's what he wants to do. It hasn't changed with Jordan Love. So I'm not starting the Packers defense. I think we're going to see some points there.
1: Yeah, agree, hundred uh, percent. That's been the Lions' mo uh, for a couple of years now. Even when they were still <laughs> bad, they they love the overs. Like how many games straight was it? They're putting up thirty plus points. Yeah, um, they've had a couple games like, between the two teams that are looking eighty plus points, uh, going back to a few matchups with the Seahawks. So, uh, it, like the Lions' defense is getting better. It's still not particularly good. Um, so, like I said, it, it's going to be back and forth on that front. So, it uh, I I would be steering clear of starting the 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 packers d against this high flying lions offense
0: yeah and i thought i had seen that aaron jones and watson are going to return for the packers that there's
1: a report out that it's looking likely so leave
0: so i mean that that doesn't really f- directly impact the packers defense but i just think that they're going to put up points the lions are going to have to respond yeah i think that might be a little bit of a risky one. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line uh Steve says love this show What's the update on the NFL survivor pool You guys have going I'm still alive Yeah it's, it's up and running So if you went and looked and it was locked Minor hiccup Had to uh, put some funds into that one But it is up and running uh, You can go check that out if you are still alive Where there was one person who hadn't made their pick yet I believe it was Riley And he messaged me and said Hey can you lock me in for the Eagles So I took his manually He didn't get the pick in in time But he got a mulligan so there was ways around it. If you, if you didn't reach out to me... Don't did, tell that to Kevin Carrius because uh, last week or two weekends ago now, he messaged me
1: when he was on the road in Saskatchewan asking if I could do that for him, and I told him no. So uh, don't tell Kevin <laughs> that uh, apparently that power was in our, uh, um, in our possession. But I mean, hey, he texted me and not you. I don't have that power. You do because you're the one that uh, went through the work of getting everything set up. So he should have texted his uh, favorite former Ross Shep T-Bird, Connor Halley, instead of uh, unreliable... Brandon Douglas.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, those T birds. I told him not it's not former. It's once a T bird, always a T bird. That's the motto that I'm not I'm sure some people might say, but yeah, we're we're gonna go with that one. Uh Maddie says, Hey fellas, Matt G here. Who's gonna be your biggest sleeper pick for NHL fantasy? Should we should we wait and ask uh I think that seems like that a one? great
1: question for Nick, who uh Probably has a much deeper knowledge. I've got a few names floating around. Maybe I'll uh, throw them at Nick as well. But yeah, we'll save that one for once we get Nick on. And any any other questions that maybe we haven't gotten to over the past like probably full week or so since we last had a hockey guest on, if you've got fantasy hockey questions, throw them to the inbox, one 401 1440 and we will uh, give them to Nick uh, as best we can or uh, we'll work our way around to addressing them here over the course of the show because it's, it's going to be a hockey focus show today we will still answer as many football questions as we can but uh, with nick on then in the middle segment hockey will be a focus
0: absolutely absolutely okay spruce grove steve says hey boys grabbed josh palmer on waivers after i lost williams for the year do i start palmer against vegas or do i give dj Moore another chance against the almighty denver defense brandon you handle this one i'll chime in after
1: Uh, I, i would be starting palmer over D.J. Moore. Uh, we know what Justin Herbert's been capable of despite the Chargers' kind of rough start getting their first win this weekend. Herbert has been, for the most part, very good. He loves to throw the ball, uh, and Josh Palmer's going to get a big chunk of this new target share without Williams in there. The, the Bears, I'm, I am I have no reason to trust them anymore. And the Denver defense, you know, it might not be great, but also Miami's offense is really that good. So um, I, I, I would be going Palmer over Moore, just based off of what we've seen so far this season.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, more, the the Denver defense was exposed. I'm sure at maybe midway through the second quarter, they were like, we don't care anymore. It's over, whatever. They still have uh, Pat Tan, the second, who is one heck of a corner. I'm assuming he would be the guy you put on DJ Moore with all the respect to Chase Claypool, Mapletron. I don't know if you worry too much about him. All the time and that offense as a whole just looks very suspect so I I would go with Josh Palmer personally take that with a grain of salt I'm a Chargers fan not trying to hide that I am biased Uh, but uh, yeah the Chargers threw the ball 45 times last week 45 46 Uh, Joshua Palmer will get his reps he'll get his looks had a touchdown last week very fluky it was off the Vikings cornerbacks fingers. But nonetheless, he's going to get his opportunities. He'll get his chances. So I I like Josh Palmer this week against the Vegas Raiders, a DK coming in here. Standard league, six point love fields or Richardson. Richardson, you got to watch out for because the concussion, we still don't know if he is going to play this week fields against the Broncos defense. I, we, we just kind of talked about that. I don't know how you can trust Justin Fields right now. I'm not saying you move on from him or cut him or trade him, but I think you just find that spot on the bench for him if you have it and wait and see. I go Jordan Love. I think Love on prime time, I think that's the one that I would go with in this situation. Richardson, if he's healthy, adds a little bit more complexity to it, but you kind of have to make that decision by tomorrow night. So watch the injury report and see how Richardson's doing.
1: Yeah, in, in a perfect world, I think Richardson is the more enticing option because of the extra dynamic he brings as a runner and a big running touchdown threat. Uh, but for the time being, until there's more clarity on the injury situation, which I have not yet uh, uh, kept a tab on over the course of this week, I, I haven't checked on it. But uh, yeah, the Thursday nighter throws a wrench in those plans. Love is a, a good option, and I think a pretty safe one because like I said before, this Lions defense has improved, but it's uh, it's no world beater. Yet, as long as you can basically avoid Aiden Hutchinson, Mm -hmm. you're still going to put up some decent numbers. So Love's a a safe option, but like down the line, once Richardson's back healthy and uh, seeming like he might have maybe learned a lesson about when to be uh, laying himself out there and making himself vulnerable, he's going to be a really, really
0: exciting fantasy option for owners. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, This from St. Albert. Kevin, would you guys start Love or Allen this week? I assume that's Josh Allen. Josh Allen's playing the Miami Dolphins, who put up a lot of points. I'm a firm believer that this one's going to be a shootout because the Dolphins' defense does have some holes. Josh Allen, to me, is a, almost a must-start every week. So that one's a no-brainer for me. I'll go Josh Allen. Any any chance you go Jordan Love in this one? I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 I have turned
1: on being a Jordan Love believer. I said that last week uh, heading into week number three, and he didn't have a great game. Uh, but the comeback in the fourth quarter was ter- terrific, like a great performance. He kind of showed up when it mattered most. Um, and despite, like I said, his matchup against the Lions is a favorable one. <sighs> yeah, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen, proven. And might he, like, he's susceptible to throwing picks, but he loves to run. He's going to put up yardage. And this game against the, the Dolphins is going to be, I believe, a high scoring affair, probably a, a back and forth battle. This this like this game will probably have a very direct uh, result on who finishes at the top spot in this division. So a lot on the line for both teams. I'd expect both uh, quarterbacks to ball out, including Josh
0: Allen. It's going to be an unreal game. I cannot wait for that one. Uh, Craig the Keg says, Standard League, start Palmer or McLaurin. Brandon, you got a an inkling on this one? The Washington football team. Formerly, takes on
1: Philly. Takes on Philly. Okay. Tough matchup. Tough matchup. Um, compared to Palmer who is going up against the Raiders Raiders. Yeah. I think I'm going Josh Palmer again here. Terry McLaurin is the better player for sure. He's, Mm -hmm. he's, I think underrated, probably one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. Uh, but this is fantasy; it's it's not about actual talent. It's about matchups, um, ability for the person getting him the ball. Sam Howell kind of came back down to earth a little bit last week after a good first few outings. So uh, I'll take Justin Herbert over um, Sam Howell as a distributor every day of the week. And for that result, for that reason, I would say Josh Palmer is your better option.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and you know. Will will not argue for a second. Scary Terry is the better player, but a lot of it is situational. And Josh Palmer has the better situation this week. I will say, when McLaurin signed the extension in Washington, I had to face palm. Like, dude, get out of there! You're Allen Robinson 2.0 if you're sticking in that situation. Hopefully, they find their quarterback of the future. Maybe it is Sam Howell. Uh, one more before we get to break. Here from Braid in flex spot: Tank Dell, Josh Palmer, or Damian Pierce. Okay, you're the uh, Tank, Dell, and Damian Pierce expert, so I want you to weigh in on this one first.
1: I uh, I don't know about expert. Uh, we just finished off of the Kevin Carey show explaining to Schlemmer how I uh, I let Kevin down a couple <laughs> weeks ago saying that he should start Damian Pierce over Nico Collins. That was a bad move. Damian Pierce off to a bit of a slower start. He got going a bit last week. Um, Tank Dell has exploded onto the scene Flex spot, PPR. I'm obviously uh, inclined to go receiver, either receiver over Damian Pierce. And uh, just from what we've seen through a couple weeks, Josh Palmer is going to get a lot of shares, but he's still not WR1. A pro- and will probably be like battling for WR2 against a couple of the other options, including Austin Eckler, uh, if he's back in action to full strength. I'll say Tank Dell. I- I've loved what I've seen from him so far. The chemistry between him and CJ Stroud is undeniable. And, uh, I think they, they have a tough matchup in that Steelers D, but they they I think can ride that momentum from last week into a, a good outing here come Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I based on what we've seen, Dell does look like a great start. Uh, I'm a big fan of Damian Pierce, and I don't even blame his struggles on him. I think you know
1: the, the Texans have, are out with virtually <laughs> their entire offensive line, right? Yeah. which is never uh, good for the run game, and is undoubtedly a direct uh, has a direct correlation to his
0: struggles early on here. Uh, I just got a notification. Austin Eckler says he's efficiently moving to a return for the Chargers. That helps nobody. We don't know what that means, but uh, there you go. Austin Eckler efficiently moving towards a return. We'll take a break. Uh, When we come back, we've got a lot of questions actually coming in already for uh, our next guest as we're going to talk a little bit of NHL. You might know him as the Golden Muzzy on Twitter. We know him as Nick Elberger. He'll join us next here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 Presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky Check them out, WillhawkBeefjerky.com. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here Wednesday edition of this show If you got any questions, make sure you text them in to 1-833-401-1440 We've already got a bunch coming in for our next guest, it is our fantasy wizard. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the Canadian Brew House for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You can join Brandon at the Lewis Estates location tomorrow. He might just buy you a piece of chocolate cake, maybe a beer, maybe a dangle, whatever it might be. Uh, join him, six fifteen kickoff. You got to hang around there to win. You do have to be there. So, you might as well have a drink, enjoy the game, have some great food. Down at the CBH, uh, we bring in our fantasy wizard today. You can catch his work with Daily Face Off Fantasy. He's the host of Leaf's Morning Take, also, co host of the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at The Golden Muzzy. Nick Alberga joins us. Nick, good afternoon. How are you doing today?
2: boys I, i'm fantastic great to be with you and i was looking i still can't believe we're two weeks away from puck drop here it just seems like training camp always drags on eh
0: yeah absolutely i mean yeah 8 preseason games like i just it's a little much but uh, too many yeah eight eight too many just let them play <laughs> uh nick i was looking at your uh, your twitter today or your X, whatever you want to call it these days and i saw you had the nhl fantasy draft uh how would you grade your team only fans nielsen
2: yeah, so only Franz Nielsen is my marquee name. I think, uh, so to, to set the standard for what the draft was, it was eight fantasy managers, and we pretty much just drafted teams. We had three forwards, two D, one goalie, and then two utility. Um, a lot of players fell into my lap, so I had the fourth overall pick. Steve Dangle went third. We all knew he was going Austin to Matthews, so Nathan McKinnon <laughs> fell in my lap. Um, I think some people went a bit off the board, but it's all subjective to lists. It's more so how you feel. I always say that when I put like my draft rankings out there every season uh, in terms of fantasy hockey. It's all, it's all relative to how you feel about players and projections and all that. But I think I got insane value uh, even at McKinnon at four. I got Miko Rantanen in the second round. I got Matthew Kachuk in the third round. In fact, I actually won a gift card from Jersey Mike's who was sponsoring this because uh, the YouTube chat spoke and they thought I had to steal the draft. So those three guys alone, then I got Igor Shostorkin, who uh, I think could be the top fantasy goalie this season. So uh, all in all, I think I did pretty uh, pretty damn well in this
0: draft. Yeah, I mean, I see Braden Point at six. I like that one right there. Uh, any, any of your colleagues you'd like to praise a little bit Thought they had solid drafts?
2: Um. My co-host of the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast, Pete Jensen, um, I think did pretty well. Even got like Grady Kachuk, like guys like that. I think you have to think outside the box sometimes when it comes to fantasy hockey. And we said this uh, plenty of times on the show yesterday that for me, it's, you know, category coverage is so big. And and that's why, I mean, taking, I would say, McDavid and settle out of the equation and even to, uh, to a degree, even like a Nathan McKinnon, um, I just want guys who are going to do many things well, if that makes sense, as opposed to like, Picking up like a Chris Kreider, who you know is going to score like 30 goals or 35 goals, would just pick up like, you know, 15, 20 assists, like, you know, the old uh, the, the, the old Cy Young stats. Um, but I think as a fantasy owner in general, you want to hunt category coverage. And I think Pete Jensen, my co-host, did a good job of that.
0: We are joined here by Nick Alberga of Daily Fa- uh, Daily Faceoff Fantasy and NHL Fantasy here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. Uh, lots of good questions coming in here uh, on our text line for you, Nick. We mentioned that you were coming on, so people are fired up. But John wants sure. me to ask you this. Uh, he's got a couple questions. Are there any players, superstar players that you think might drop off this year and we should stay away from with our early picks?
2: Ooh, um, so off the top of my head, and not really a superstar, and you guys can speak to this, but like I do think a regression candidate has to be Ryan Nugent Hopkins, like considering the season he just had. I just don't know if he can duplicate that. Like a lot of things went his way. Um, you know, just quickly looking at sort of the rankings, uh, you know, in front of me. Um, you know, even like a, the fact that it's been 30 years since a defenseman hit 100 points. I- I'm not sure. A guy like Eric Carlson can double down and do that. And I think the other thing I would stress, too, to answer the question and not work around it, but, like, you have to really look at utilization, deployment, where guys are fitting in uh, and out of out of lineups. Um, I think another thing to factor in if a guy's in a contract here as opposed to somebody, you know, who's got a fresh contract, maybe living up to the standards of that contract. Like, for example, I'm pretty high on Jonathan Huberto this season, Mackenzie Weger um Guys like that, and I know I'm sort of dancing around it, but like I, I do feel like the top 35 or 40 guys are like etched in stone. They're going to be stud players. I mean, off the top of my head, maybe it's a guy like Willie Nylander. um I know he's in a contract here, but he's he's switched positions, right?
0: Also, question here from John: uh, Who would you look at as a good sleeper in terms of a backup goalie?
2: Backup goalie. Um, Joseph Wall is a guy for sure with the Maple Leafs. Like he's on my periphery um, in Toronto. I don't really think going to start. I think another guy I would monitor really closely is Akira Schmid with the New Jersey Devils. Like maybe I'm in the minority. I like the Devils a lot. I'm still not completely sold on VTech Vanacek. So those are those are probably a couple guys that I would have looked at for sure.
1: What do you make of a guy like Joel Hofer in St. Louis? Um, you know, Jordan Bennington's still the probably the undisputed number one, but really hasn't shown the same form uh, since winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, to go along with, you know, his well-documented temper, do you see Hofer uh, starting to take a little bit more of the share of starts uh, down in St. Louis?
2: Well, I think in general it's important to stress, like, the position has become so volatile, right? So, like, gone are the days where Marty Breder, you're taking him, like, sixth overall, and he's making 65 starts here. Not to date ourselves here, but I am 34. Um, and I did play fantasy hockey in that era. Um, but I, I think look at St. Louis, like they owe a bit, I think, of gratitude to Binnington just because he won that cup a couple of years ago. But I think it's crystal clear he is he's not an elite goaltender in this league. And I think there is opportunity for like a Hofer. It, just, it really depends on how Binnington's looking, that team's looking, uh, what Ruby's thinking, and of course Doug Armstrong. But I think having said that, I think for sure Hofer's a guy nobody really is thinking about. And the fact that we're trending in most teams to a tandem league anyways, I would not be shocked at all if he goes on a run and Binnington sits backseat to him. That's just the way the position is working. That's why uh, I'm sort of endorsing managers out there. If, if you have to employ and have four goaltenders on your roster, you do so. I, I just think the position has become so remarkably volatile that it's, it's tough to reach on guys.
1: Fantasy Frenzy with Brandon Douglas, Connor Halley alongside. Nick Alberga is our guest from Leafs Morning Take uh, and many other things within the Nation Network and the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. Nick, this one coming in from a listener as well. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, you know, cons- Norris Caliber defenseman going back a few years, struggled during his time in Vancouver, now gets a fresh start down in Florida. What do you make of his situation, and is he a viable fantasy option uh, with the Panthers?
2: Right now, I don't think he is. Having said that, I think there is opportunity clearly with the injuries to act like Montour, at least to start the season. And for me, a lot of it will be contingent on who's like running the first power play unit. Like Gustav Forsling, without question, has the inside track. Um, you know, from as far as I know, he's been running the power play early on here in the preseason, and he gets that look. Um, I think right now it's all about confidence with Oliver ekman Larson. Like, he has to find his game. Like, I think it's very comparable to a degree with John Klingberg in Toronto, right? Where they're trying to rebuild their confidence and build him up again. But Oliver ekman Larson hasn't really been that elite power play quarterback that he was maybe in his first couple years, if you want to call him elite with Arizona. I think he's better suited to run the second power play unit. But he's certainly a guy. I think many people know that drafting fantasy teams, you're always taking flyers and defensemen late in your draft. And I think if Ekman Larson is there because of the brand name, maybe you take a flyer and you'd hope for something to happen. But I I think once Montour and Ekblad come back, I think he falls down the depth chart. But I think that's exactly what Ford was looking for in acquiring him.
0: Nick, we got a text coming in here asking about Connor Brown with the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, you know, we've, we've seen what he can do, the upside, Uh, a lot of hype in town brought up about the return to playing with Connor McDavid, his old teammate out in junior. Uh, Are you buying any Connor Brown hype, I guess for the right price?
2: I am. uh, It was a summer of reunions, right? Like those are my two biggest sleeper stories heading into this season. Connor Brown with Edmonton. And of course, Jonathan Drew, with the Colorado Avalanche, but I do to agree to a degree, you know, would take a flyer at the very least uh, as a deep sleeper for Connor Brown. I, I like him more than some people do, having seen the body of work specifically with the Ottawa Senators and even his time with the Maple Leafs. Unfortunately, last year, you know, he's coming off, uh, a, a, you know, uh, injury and, and the fact that he plays four games last year. So it's like they didn't even know what they had in Washington. Then he gets the free agency, and I think his market wasn't really there. And I think it was a sort of, Uh, didn't pay a hefty price to get him in the mix, especially considering what he can do and his versatility. Um, I would say he's only relevant, especially uh, if you play Daily Fantasy, when he's uh, attached to the hip of Connor McDavid and Evander Kane, and that's what they've done early on here in Oilers training camp. So at the very least, that's somebody I'm monitoring on my watch list that I will be taking a flyer on. As long as he sticks with the big boys in the top line, I think he will produce and get some numbers for you.
0: Nick Alberga joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie Brandon Douglas with you. Uh, you just dropped the term flyer, and our text came in here from Imitation Tom. He says, would you take a flyer on guys like Cooley or Fantilli? Um,
2: more so Cooley than Fantilli. Uh, having said that, I think my perspective of Columbus has changed a bit the last couple weeks. And, and by that, I mean like Mike Babcock. I, I'm not sure how, how he would have gelled with a younger player like Fantilli, knowing what we know. Uh, the way he's he's dealt with younger players, where I think now with Pascal Vincent as the head coach, I think the opportunity is, is certainly there. And if Fantilli continues to impress the way he has uh, early on in camp and also in the in the prospects tournament, I think it's wide open, guys, when it comes to the number one center in Columbus, and that means uh, ridiculous exposure to Patrick Liney and Johnny Goodrow among others. Like I, I think. Probably Boone Jenner, the captain, has the inside track on that position. But I would I would monitor that very closely. If I had to pick between Fantilli and Cooley, I'm looking at Cooley. I just think he has a higher ceiling, uh, in my opinion, in fantasy hockey. And I think in general, people like to stray away or stay away from Arizona. But I think they could be a sneakily good team this season. And especially when you look at Cooley specifically on the power play, I think he'll get some you know really really good exposure. Whether it's guys like Schmaltz or or Keller or, or Dylan Gunther could crack that roster as well, and Sean Dursey's another guy, a sleeper I like on the back end if you're looking for a defenseman. So I'd probably take Cooley um, over Fantilli, but I do expect both those things, uh, both those guys, just to say, uh, to to get in the conversation at the very least for the Calder Trophy. More so, Cooley, like I think he could contend if you can believe it.
1: Nick Alberga, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Nick, this is a, a generic question, but it's, I think, probably one of the most common ones you get, in. and you can address it and approach it however you want, whether it be based on average draft position or, or a name that's really off the beaten path, but some sleeper picks, that, that's usually what's going to win you leagues over the course of a full NHL season, getting on somebody early that you had the inside track on. Who are some of those names maybe for you um, across the board of the league?
2: Yeah, so it's important to stress. I mean, uh, you know, you look at sleepers. It's certainly one of those things where I think it's all about somebody who's going to grossly outplay their their average draft position. So, again, and it's been two years running, but, like, Jacob Ron is on my list. Uh, You know, I know he's dealing with the off-ice things last year, but when he does play hockey, he's actually pretty productive in fantasy hockey. He was dealt last year, as we know, at the deadline from Detroit to St. Louis, played 20 games, scores 10 goals, 14 points. I'm not sure where he's going to land in that St. Louis lineup, maybe on the first power play unit, specifically on a third line, potentially with a Kevin Hayes. I like the Pavel Zaka look quite a bit with the Boston Bruins. He's their new number one center, which means exposure to David Pasternak, and that's always a good thing. Not to mention, Zaka's coming off an unbelievable breakout season, 21 goals, 57 points. So I would look at him. I mentioned Connor Brown. I think the other thing you have to look at in Chicago is like the exposure to Connor Bedard and what he does in his first uh, rookie season here in the NHL and with that in mind, mindset Jones is another guy. If you need a defenseman late in your draft, I would look at him hit the 50 point mark in his first season with Chicago only 37 last year. But again, anybody can play with Connor Bedard. And I think he'll pick up some points on the power play. Some other guys that would look at uh, with Alex Kalorn gone in Tampa, Brandon Hagel, 30 goals last year, 64 points. And again, he'll get that first power play exposure to the big boys, Kucherov points, Stamkos, uh, potentially Hedman or Sergachev. So I like that look. Uh, some deeper guys like Ryan Johansson with Colorado. I think everybody's going to sleep on him. There's a potential he plays with Lekanen and Achushkin coming off a down year. And I still think he's a pretty damn good player, especially the insulation he'll get now with Colorado. I, I mentioned Sean Dersey. Like, I think he's a really, really intriguing name, especially if you need a defenseman. He's going to rack up some points, especially on the power play. I like him late in your draft. Uh, Mason McTavish is another guy. I mentioned Drouin, i like the look there as well, uh, potentially on the top line with his buddy Nathan McKinnon. And I think if you're looking for a sleeper goalie, and I think I saw some really fun comments the other day from him, Elvis Merzlikens, uh, I do expect Columbus to be better defensively, and I think he's looking for a bounce back. He was 7-18-2 last year, a 4.23-8.76. and 8.76. I think he improves, a healthy Orensky. uh Damon Severson's there, Provorov's there. I think the Jackets will be better. I can't go as far as to say they'll make the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I think if you're looking for a sleeper goalie, that's
0: your guy. Uh, Nick, really appreciate you doing this today. One final question comes in from Andrew. He says, between Matthew Kachuk and Jack Hughes, who do you think has more upside? He's in a most points wins league.
2: So this is a tricky one, and that's why, you know, stemming off what I said earlier about our NHL fantasy on a draft yesterday, uh, Matthew Kachuk falls to the third round, and I get it. He's coming off a broken sternum. Um... If you were to pull me right now, I, I would still go and maybe it's a recency thing, but Matthew Kachuk, like just the body of work last year, he was so dominant. You know, the fact that he had forty-two goal, or uh, excuse me, he had forty goals and one hundred nine points, and uh, the fact that he hits, he shoots the puck. Like in terms of category coverage, I don't think he can be beat. Having said that, I am a big-time Jack Hughes supporter and a big-time Jack Hughes guy. But there's only one puck in New Jersey. There's a lot of really good players on that roster. I just i am curious to see how they're going to spread the love a bit. So I would go Matthew Kachuk over uh, over Hughes, but I, I do think it's really close. Like Both players are in my top ten in fantasy rankings.
0: Nick, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can get you on later on in the season. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. You as well. That is Nick Alberga of The Nation Network, daily face-off fantasy, co-host of NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast, and Leafs morning take. He is brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse, sending you to the Super Bowl. Uh, some some sad news we should pass along here. I uh, don't know if you saw this, Brandon. Uh, Kelsey Snow, the wife of Chris Snow, Calgary Flames' assistant GM, who has been courageously battling ALS for a while now, just posted this. I'll just read it here. With a shattered heart, I'd be... I've come to share that yesterday, Chris became unresponsive and went into cardiac arrest. Paramedics and doctors were able to give his heart, be, get his heart beating again. Devastatingly, a scan showed Chris had suffered a catastrophic brain injury caused by lack of oxygen. His doctors do not expect him to wake up. Uh, sad news. I mean, he we actually had Chris and Kelsey on the Jason Greger show when we were down the dial. Just two amazing people, and what Chris has done, you know, to battle this terrible disease is it's nothing sport, short of inspirational so uh we want to pass along our thoughts to you know this the fans of of chris the flames uh, the entire family there the snow family kelsey their children just awful news to see this uh, drop so uh, you can see her whole post on x or twitter at kelsey's rights but uh, some sad news and man he what, what a story he was not not giving up obviously fighting continuing to do his job super inspirational and um, we'll, we'll try to keep you posted if there's any news on this but uh, definitely some sad news we had to pass along. We'll, we'll take a break when we come back. We'll get, get back into the text line here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 presented by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton Mall wheelhawkbeefjerky.com 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to jump in the conversation, ask us some questions. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you today. Uh, before we get into it, I uh, just want to let you know our Sports Central Bike Drive continuing every Saturday at various locations around the city. We've been taking your lightly used bikes and fixing them up and they're going to go to those who need them. So if you want to uh, get into that this weekend and maybe you went for a bike ride and you're like, you know what, I'm going to upgrade over the winter, what should I do with this one? Well, you can help out kids that might need one So you can drop them off at United Sport & Cycle, Revolution Cycle, Bonnie Doon Shopping Centre, and Londonderry Mall So far, we've got 488 bikes Last Saturday, we donated 175 So the number is going up each week uh, If you'd like to get in and do that, uh, like I said united sport and cycle revolution cycle bonnie dune shopping center and londonderry mall for more information check out our website sports 1440.ca 1-833-401-1440 is the text line Uh, coming up on the station today of course we will have the lowdown with low tide and uh we got a great show coming up for you uh jackie ray the boss the boss is going to be on the show. Uh, obviously, if you haven't heard, we are going to be having a Fox Sports on the station starting on Sunday. So it's going to be running overnight, weekends. Basically, it's, we're going to be sports 24, no, 21-7. We will miss out uh, from six to nine it won't be sports it'll be the international show but we're getting a lot of sports coverage coming to you Jackie's going to join lt to talk about that also bruce mccurdy from the cult of hockey will join out around one o'clock to do some rumors they'll do the text line and then at two o'clock it is the jason gregor show we've got another edition of who is it where for the first hour gregor will drop some hints you try to figure it out and then whoever it may be will drop in the studio from three till four talk about uh their life, basically. No more hints. Uh, we'll also have Mike Rupp, former NHL or current NHL Network analyst. We'll be joined by Jim Fox. He's an analyst for the Los Angeles Kings. We're going to continue our preview of the Pacific Division, try to get you familiar with the Oilers opponents this season. Mark Specter at 5 o'clock we will do five questions, make some play Alberta picks, and a whole lot more. That's uh, 2 o'clock on the Jason Greger Show. You can watch that on Oilers Nation's YouTube, also Oilers Nation's Facebook Okay, let's get back into the old text line here. Maddie says, I'd like to know who Brandon's sleeper is. And why is it Frank Vetrano?
1: Frank Vetrano does have some uh, value as a fantasy player, depending on format. It uh, throws the body around a little bit so he can rack up some hits. Huge shot volume player if uh, shot's on goal or say a category or some points in your league. But with uh, a couple new bodies in Anaheim, both Alex Killorn, uh and we'll see if second overall pick leo carlson can crack the lineup probably not looking quite as good for frank vetrano as maybe it did a year ago when he first joined the team along with his uh, former ranger teammate ryan strome so i don't know i know maddie um he's uh, he plays in one of my leagues and (laughs) probably making a hint to the fact i think i did pick vetrano uh with a late pick last year so i don't know if i'll be doing the same again but you never know it all depends on what's on the board when uh, your turn comes around
0: Absolutely. as Zach, we're going to jump back to the NFL here. says Waller or Parham for tight end. Half PPR. I mean, I, I just think the targets, you got to go Waller. Parham, he could be an option, but Herbert's got a lot of options. I think that Daniel Jones Waller is kind of the guy right now. Yeah, we, and
1: we, we talked about this a little bit last week going into the game and the Giants situation without Saquon Barkley, maybe going to have to rely a little bit more on the pass. They tried this past weekend, albeit a little unsuccessfully. Waller had a lot of targets, only able to come down with about a third of them, I think. But that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. characteristic of him. He's usually a very sure-handed receiver at the tight end position. So like I said, half PPR, uh, I think I would also be inclined to opt
0: for Darren Waller over Donald Parham Jr. The second option there, and Zach, this one just seems like a no-brainer to me, Fields or Goff at quarterback.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if this is worth answering. Have you watched any football through the first three weeks of the season? This is a no-brainer.
0: Go, go golf. Go golf. Uh, Trucker Joe says, hey, guys, which two would you play? Howell, Young, or Mayfield? Well, monitor the injury report. Uh, Bryce Young did go practice today with that ankle injury. But I still don't know if I trust him. <laughs> I don't love your quarterback options, to be totally honest with you. But going back, it looks like you also have Stafford and Jones. My order would be Mayfield, Howell, Young. Because I do like Baker Mayfield's options. Uh, Mike Evans had just an unbelievable catch on Monday Night Football last week. But yeah, if I if I was ranking those three, Baker Mayfield, Howell, Young.
1: Yeah, Bryce Young. We saw what this Panthers offense is capable of with Andy Dalton under center uh, last week. And... They still have some good weapons there. Adam Thielen had a great game, um, but Bryce Young's still figuring out, and and it's going to be a bit of a tougher learning curve, I think, for a guy like him, say, C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Long term, he might end up being the best of the three uh, because we've seen what he can do when he gets the full grasp of an offense, but the transition from the college game to the pros when you're a guy as small as Bryce Young is, it is no easy feat. So the learning curve is going to be a bit longer and probably harder for Bryce Young. So for the
0: time being, I think Howell and Mayfield are probably the better two options. This coming in from Jim. He wants a text reply because he will be away, but I like the question. Uh, Weekly problem, Lamar or Tua? So Lamar gets the Browns, and now the Browns have been kind of stingy on defense. They held the Bengals to three points. They held the Titans to three points. There was the game against the Steelers where they gave up 26 but a lot believe, of those points
1: were scored by The Steelers defense. yeah so 14 exactly. of them at least I think
0: yeah yeah I mean <laughs> Steelers defense As always pretty good so You, you know I think you got to worry about that Browns defense against Lamar and We've already stated it uh, Tua Taking on the Buffalo Bills I mean I just think that's going to be an offensive showdown I think there's going to be a lot of points scored uh, Josh Allen's going to be moving That ball downfield to his receivers uh, Tua's going to you know be dumping it Off medium distance and then letting his receivers do the rest, especially if you're going to get Jalen Waddle back. They put up 70 points without Jalen Waddle last week, so I go Tua. I think this is a great problem to have. Uh, Jim is going to miss our explanation, but I'm simply going to type back to him, Tua. He's a great player in fantasy sports. Uh, Hey, Connor. Sorry, I may have missed any updates mentioned on the survivor pool from Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah, uh, it's good to go now. Uh, if there's any issues, message me on Twitter, at Connor Halley. Just let me know, but uh, the, it should be up. Uh, I know Trevor reached out to me yesterday. He said it was locked when he looked in the morning. It was corrected by the afternoon. So check out the Survivor Pool. It uh, should be good to go. <laughs> um. Okay, and this is for you, Brandon. We'll go hockey here. In a Yahoo Keeper League with wins, goals against average, and save percentage, would you keep Markstrom or Bobrovsky from Dave? This is a tough one. Jacob Markstrom, Mm -hmm. a guy I've been
1: very high on going back to, like, when he was first drafted and kind of getting his feet wet. Uh, Took a long time to develop down in the Florida system. Lands in Vancouver. Has some real success there. and Very nearly... Was it Edmonton Euler with that current contract he currently has down in Calgary? Bit of a down uh, down season last year, but I think he will bounce back as I think the entire Flames team will. Uh, Nick Alberga kind of spoke about a couple of their players uh, to keep your eye on, whether it be Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Wieger, um, also uh, coincidentally coming from Florida in their past. So Bobrovsky, the skill is undeniable. He has been a roller coaster throughout his career, whether it be a Vesna trophy or a guy that you like question putting in the net. He lost the starting job to Alex Lyon, down the stretch last year and then took it back over in the playoffs. Spencer Knight looks like he is uh, all above board, ready to get back on, uh, on the wagon here uh, with the Panthers team as they look to, to duplicate some of their playoff success in, in the regular season. So I think it's going to be more of a split-duty thing there, whereas I think uh, Jacob Markstrom, Dan Vladar looked very good um, as the backup, but Markstrom's the guy. You're paying him that much money. He has the big contract. He, they're going to lean heavily on him, uh, and I expect him to have a big bounce-back season.
0: Yeah, Spencer Knight's kind of an intriguing one there I mean, he, he there was an article written about him And he he spoke about, I believe, OCD And, you know, kind of what it had taken him through And, you know, if, if he's okay and good to go The, the talent there is undeniable uh, I think that's going to be pretty close to us Wrapping up here on the program uh, Tomorrow we'll take your texts once again on the old text line You know, that's as we like to do here Talking NFL, uh, we'll do some NHL as well Big thank you to nick alberga joining us today on the program it's at the golden muzzy on twitter if you want to go check out his work with daily face-off fantasy and nhl fantasy appreciate him hopping on we appreciate you guys for tuning in today and sending in those questions as always we'll do it again tomorrow up next we'll get to the lowdown with low tide along with young Declan Kruger right now though let's get you up to date on all that's going on in the sporting world with an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Duke Spruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall Wilhawk Beef Jerky for Brandon Douglas I'm Connor Halley have a great day everyone we'll talk to you tomorrow here's an update